Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've had a full interview with Kyle Flood, who is now the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Texas when he was with Alabama at the New York State High School Football Coaches Association Clinic. That clinic is coming up, and it's part of our mega ticket at coachesclinic.com. Be sure to check that out. But this particular episode today takes some coaching points, which Kyle talked about at two clinics that will also be virtual and hybrid this year. The virtual clinic is Lauren's first and goal coming up in March. And the hybrid clinic will be the cool clinic where Coach Flood also spoke. So he talks about three things that he would teach his offensive linemen as well as how those work into how he evaluates them and how he wants them to watch film. When I started, when I left high school football at St. Francis Prep to go to CW Post, and I coached in a primarily zone system then the Hofstra with primarily another zone system inside outside, a little bit of gaps game. And then the Rutgers where I was there 11 years and, and we were really a pro style offense. So I had to learn to do other stuff and then going to the Atlanta Falcons to Alabama and now to Texas. Some things have, have been adjusted, but many are the same as what I did back then. So you'll see this first slide here. And these are the things ultimately that I have to train an offensive lineman to do. I got to train him to man block, whether it's a zone reach block, a backside cutoff, or a down block, a back block, or a seal. And I'll talk through those and kind of what I mean with those words as we get into the, into the, um, into the clinic. With the double teams, I have to teach zone double teams, and I have to teach gap scheme double teams, gap or duo, you know, whatever version of that play that you run, whether you have pullers or no pullers. And then when it comes to pulling, I've got to train players – to trap pull, to skip pull, you know, trap pull to kick out a first level defender, skip pull to kick out a second level defender, and then to open and run, which is really more of your outside toss crack type of plays. So that's really how, those are the things that I have to teach. Now I wanna go back here for a second in this, on this cut up and show you this, because now that you know what I'm gonna teach, this is really how I teach it. And I really believe that all blocking, and really, if you really want to be more gentle on this, all athletic movements really get broken down into these three phases. The approach phase, which is your targets, your targets determine your footwork, and then ultimately your pad level, which is what allows you to move a defender off the line of scrimmage. To the contact phase. So what is the contact surface of the block that we're trying to execute? 
Are we going to strike the defender with our hands? Are we going to strike the defender with our shoulder? Well, we do both. You know, I heard people say, we only want a shoulder block or we only want a hand block. I don't believe in that. Each one has an advantage and a disadvantage. When you block a defender with your hands, you can control him better, but you can't move him as well. When you strike a defender with your shoulder, you can move him more. You can hit him harder, but ultimately you can't control the block as well. So we have, and I'll talk you through this, different times when we use shoulders and different times we use hands. And then the follow through. What do you want the follow through of the block to look like? So you've got the approach, you've gotten to the contact phase, you've made contact. What happens after the contact phase with your lower body, with your upper body? Now, I show you this, not just because this is really how I teach, but really this is also how I evaluate on the film. So when I get to, uh, to the film session with the players or I'm making notes myself on kind of what we did well, what we didn't do well, I'm, breaking, I'm really watching the film in these three phases. You know, how was our approach? Because sometimes you can have a really good approach, and, but you, have the, you use the wrong contact surface. Or maybe you had a good target, you had good footwork, but your pad level was too high. So two of the three in the approach were good, but if your pad level is too high, there's only so effective that you can be. So I think you guys probably get the point on that. So I'm, I'm going to go back to some of the film here. But that's really uh, the starting point for all these blocks for me. In this next section, Coach Flood focuses on what makes an effective offensive lineman, and he shares those coaching points here. What makes an effective run blocker? And we're just talking about the run game today, and we'll get to the specifics of inside zone in a little bit. But in the run game, it's your ability to strike low to high. You have to strike a defender on an upward angle. That is how you win the contact phase of the block. You got to have your feet in the ground on contact. You got to have tight elbows. If your elbows are tight to your body, your hands will be inside. So I say tight elbows equals tight hands. The further away from your body your elbows get, the further away your hands get. So talk about your elbows and you'll get what you want when it comes to hands. After contact, feet gaining ground, upper body lifting. If you're trying to stay on a block, if you're trying to make and sustain contact, you do that by your feet gaining ground and lifting the defender off the ground with your upper body. And then obviously... In general, you got inside, outside zone, double teams, you got gap, double teams, trap, skip, perimeter pulls. You know, those are things we won't talk about today. Ultimately finish. If you're going to be an effective run blocker, you have to finish. There was a really good Q&A at the end of the cool clinic. And so I pulled a couple of those good questions, things that I think are commonly asked right now. And the first is about having inside zone and duo in your play menu, and he talks about what each is for in this next segment. Okay, that's a great question. All right, so I think I think there are pluses uh, to having both plays. Here's what we have found kind of in our system, you know, whether it was Atlanta, whether it was Alabama, or now Texas. If you're going to live in the read world, there's value to the inside zone. If you want to run the quarterback at all, I think there's value to the inside zone. Uh, if you want to run weak side runs, you really have to run inside zone because duo by nature is a strong side play. It's not a weak side play. It's a strong side play. Um, so that's definitely part of it. I think the other part of it is this. What part of the defense are you trying to attack? Because to me, and let me, I'll go back to my screen here real quick. Okay. So, I'm just going to put the back here for a second where that red X is. If we're running inside zone, 
we're starting here and it's kind of best cut, no cut, and we roll back. So really what we're running is a play side A gap to kind of backside B gap play. That's the part of the defense that we're attacking when we run inside zone. But if I put the back here and I say, okay, we're going to run duo to the left. So now my back is coming down on this side. I'm really attacking this part of the defense because that's really where the ball should go. The ball should never, just like inside zone only goes play side when the B gap closes from the outside in, duo only goes backside when the backside collapses. Why does that happen? Usually some type of backside pressure, corner fire, that type of thing. But that's really the only reason it should ever go back there. So you're really, when you're deciding what you're trying to do, you're really attacking two different parts of the defense, even though people look at them and say, well, initially they both start aiming in kind of the same place. A common question with the RPO is about how the offensive linemen are trained to not go downfield. And Coach Flood talks about he really doesn't worry about that at the college level. However, as officiating crews start to tighten that up, we might want to think about some of the ideas that he shares in this segment. Yeah, we're really not. You know, we're just blocking inside zone, and, and we have this conversation every year. And I think uh, in the NFL, it's, it's a bigger issue than it is for us in college because I think the, uh, the officials are more sensitive to linemen being downfield. I think there's a little bit more give in college football right now. Um, I could see a time and place where – you would have to be conscious of it for sure. Um, I, but we really don't right now. And I think I, I would tell you this. I think if it does get to that point where you're getting called for penalties because you're throwing the RPO, because we throw quite a few. You saw that on the film. A lot of those technique plays are ultimately throws. Uh, you would have to be more lateral, I think, initially. I think they'd, I'd have to incorporate more kind of near foot lead footwork or shuffle type of on the line of scrimmage footwork just to make sure you're timing up when your linemen are getting vertical and how far down the field they're going to be when the ball gets thrown. So it, it's definitely something we've talked about, it's, but really to me in college football, it's not as uh, it's not an issue right now, but it certainly could become one. So I know the defensive coaches aren't happy about it. I love this answer from coach on insert players. So as we see more and more tight ends and fullbacks, H backs added in, to the offense and insert plays front side and backside, there's some important coaching points that depending on where that guy is inserting, you want to coach him a different way. And coach shares those coaching points in this section. Okay. So if we were running an inside zone play and the fullback, you're talking about like a fullback type of player. If he was yes. inserting yes. on the front side, I would tell them to hit the defender down the middle. And if, if the defender got wide, then move your target inside. I would treat it almost like I do the lineman. If he, if he, if he kind of takes you on square, hit him down the middle. If he starts to widen, stay inside out because the ball should come behind you. But when you insert on the backside, every defender you insert on on the backside is going to try to spill the play. Tell your fullbacks that. That's the only way they can defend the play is to make the runner go sideways. They're going to try to spill it. If they don't try to spill it, you're going to rip through there. So you have to put your hat on the inside number. You can't hit the guy down the middle. If you hit him down the middle on the backside, he'll win. Because he should, I don't care what the coverage is, I don't care what the support structure is. This guy is going to try to spill the fullback and make the ball go sideways. So if you were inserting front side, hit him middle to inside. If you're inserting on the backside, you have to, have to, have to put your hat on the inside and keep that defender from spilling it. 
Well, those were some very good coaching points from Kyle Flood, again from Lawrence First and Goal Clinic and the Cool Clinic. Be looking for the links to those here soon. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski to keep up with those. For these clinics, Lawrence First and Goal and the Cool Clinic with Kyle Flood, there's a bundle put together uh, with both of these clinics. You can save a little bit. I'll put that link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you have a minute, head over to iTunes and hit a five-star for rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It helps the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.